coming like, up with in version of yeah, just bread, bread. No, just bread. just bread. Not, bread. Not bread is a fun bread. game. Yeah. I'm Zach. I'm Riff. I'm Jim. And I'm Kevin. And it's time for episode number 204 of Video Games Hot Dog, this podcast. <sighs> yeah. How you doing, Kevin? Okay. You I side. ate pizza. Now I'm uncomfortable. Oh. Are you mournful about the pizza that you just ate? Are you sad you can't eat it again because you already ate it once? Do you no. need the Heimlich? I, neither of that those things. Be, that would be good podcast material. You think? Mm. I think so. Live audio recording of a Heimlich in, in you're action? barfing onto a microphone? Yeah. Hmm. That's a... I, I don't know that I can do uh, directional barfing. Huh. I feel like it's always pretty directional, like out yeah. the mouth. <laughs> yeah, well, but I Jim mean... Jim just sort of has to point you. Right. Okay. Wait, wait, I'm doing it? Okay. <laughs> do like a barf nova. <laughs> <laughs> you have holes in your cheek from war injury. Oh, and, and you could spin me at the same time. Oh, Yeah. Oh. Hmm. That would, I think that would increase that's the, the chance of barfing. Like. Oh, yeah. He's I thought barfing was just Yeah, for yeah, that's a combo. You you can make other people barf as well. Blocked. Okay, like a chain reaction, yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, I thought the Heimlich was mostly like if, for just lodging something. if two people something. are choking, like, you make one person barf and the other person barfs <laughs> just looking. Okay. <laughs> Man, I bet you get a lot of points for that. Yeah. yeah. Is, there just, is there just a set of pictures you could show somebody who's choking that would just make them like? Or you put a VR headset on them spontaneously? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just have them try to have them try to play Eve Valkyrie. <laughs> <laughs> ah, what have you guys been up to? Kevin's been sick. Yeah, I I had to take uh, Melissa to the ER. Uh, I think the day after we recorded the last podcast because oh. um, she was having difficulty breathing. That's bad. Turns out she has pneumonia. Oh no! Okay. Yeah, I so, can think of worse things. We yeah, it's not old pneumonia, but it's it hasn't really gotten better over the past week, which is a little disconcerting. How long has it been? Uh, she's been on uh, so six days that she's been on. Uh, yeah, I was gonna say uh, antidepressants, but I mean antibiotics. <laughs> right, a different thing. Um, okay, so, yeah. I, I'm beginning to beginning to figure out why it might not be going oh yeah, yeah it's possible i feel great about this pneumonia but uh, that's yeah. the only thing that's really changed so i i have been i've been getting better in increments i guess but i still feel i still feel kind of winded uh, i feel i feel gross when i wake up and then i like i you exerted myself today too, and buddy. just was just wrecked <laughs> i couldn't i couldn't do anything after that so yeah i hate uh, being sick, especially as I get older and uh, my body starts shutting down. <laughs> mm -hmm. Riff, how is your morning constitutional? What's your constitution up to? <laughs> oh, I I don't have numbers that I can reference, so I don't know how to check that. I'm saying guess. Three uh, to eighteen. Uh, on the on the typical three to eighteen scale, um, I I guess I uh, hmm. I mean, I can't lift heavy things for a long time, but I feel like I could walk really far. But I couldn't okay. run very far or hold my breath for very long. So I'm going to say probably like 12. Okay. On a scale from one to fruit. <laughs> <laughs> like a million. Yeah, okay. All right. What have you been up to, Jim? I've been feeling bad about trash talking Tale of Tales. Oh, really? Oh. <laughs> I, you know... The, the last week of bullshit from Tale of Tales has made me stop feeling bad about trash-talking Tale of Tales because even though I'm really Everything's sympathetic... Everything's been justified. I, I'm actually sympathetic with them on a number of levels that might be worth talking about. One is that 
Should we fill in the listeners who haven't been following the saga? Tale of Tales just fucking imploded because they tried to they tried to make a thing that was more commercial and they followed everybody's advice and they did everything that everybody told them to do and then it only sold 4,000 copies so now they're quitting games forever and also uh, Michael Salmon has a Patreon that he's set up so you basically pay him to tell you to go fuck yourself is what it seems like. Anyway, they're just being real shitheads about it and kind of rage quitting the industry which is a thing that I don't have any respect for at all. Like, the rage quit is just the classic, like, dick baby move. Are you are you reading that as a rage quit? I was reading that as, like, we ran out of money, I, so we I, can't make games anymore. I honestly read it, I think, more charitably than everybody else did until Michael's thing, his Gamasutra article, where he was basically like, well, I guess most people are just too stupid to understand the art that we're making. Was that, like, where like, they broke down what they well, did to make sunset more saleable no it was it was really not it was that was in the sort of farewell post on their blog his thing on gama sutra was like here's why here's why uh it's hard to make games as art people aren't smart enough to understand it and it was like you know i, I don't necessarily fuck. think that that's wrong i don't either but it's also not a thing that you're allowed to say to your audience without you being a fucking asshole and he is a fucking <clears> asshole <throat> that is that is my condition i have a lot of sympathy like Trying to sell out and failing is seriously the worst thing that can happen to somebody who believes that selling out is a thing. Hmm. And that's got to be really, really fucking hard for them. Also, Jim, I feel like you and I have argued about this in the past. Hmm. There is this certainty in everyone who is related even tangentially to the indie game space that there is now like a set of rules for how you have to do this stuff. Like it is just axiomatic that the indie game developer's job is 50% marketing his game or he's going to fail. And <clears throat> that shit drives me up the fucking wall because I don't think that anybody has actually figured out anything. And I think that most of the time when you do everything right and when you do everything that all of the, uh, the indie PR people of the world tell you that you ought to do, it still doesn't fucking work because no one has actually figured anything out and it's changing so fast that something that was true a month ago is not true anymore. So I think the two of us are an interesting, two interesting data points because we both succeeded completely by accident. Um, but I, I don't know. I, I, I do feel like if you just make a game and you put it out there, chances are really fucking high that it's just going to vanish without a trace. Yep. Um, like someone will steal it? No, I just mean no one will care. <laughs> like, it's there. It's not that it I mean, has no vanished. Will, no it's, one will notice. No one will notice. Oh, you're making a joke. Okay. Well, yeah. kind of. Yeah. I, I mean, I am pointing out the fact that putting out a game does not mean that the game disappears. It just means that if it doesn't make a, a splash in terms of, of people writing about it and caring about it and... and theoretically buying copies of it then it yeah. feels like the it feels like a failure but you have actually created something and put it into the world which in and of itself is an accomplishment yeah right, no it's I, not absolutely a, it's an accomplishment but, but it's not a living and that's right the, okay that's the right, point. right i don't necessarily so people shouldn't be making video games as their career maybe that's true right maybe we should have universal basic income so that people can make <clears throat> garbage video games but it is possible to make video games as a career some sure, but not for everybody. And, and it's never going to be something that everybody can do. Right, but you can improve your chances by... Um, Selling out. Arguably, you improve your chances by following best practices such as marketing. 
Um, but not necessarily, right? Like, no, it's, the spe- it's, the specific it's still argument, a crapshoot. It's the still specific like... argument that we had about this was that I... So Rami Ishmael, who is a deeply charismatic dude, and it makes a lot of sense that a lot of people will listen to that dude. He made this thing called Press Kit, which is like, this is for indies. This is just like a, you fill in these blanks, and then you've got everything that you need in order to send, like, in order to get the press to pay attention to your video game. And trying to trying to interact with Press Kit was one of the most alienating things that I have ever felt. Because it was like, make a video about this. Well, no. The stuff that we make is not the kind of stuff that you can make a video of that expresses anything about what's good about it. Yep. And so, like, if you're actually following these axioms, there are certain kinds of things that you just can't make. And I refuse to believe that the world is such that you can't make those things. Well, it just means you can't follow that particular path. Right. Right. And I Um, think their problem, Tale of Tales' problem, is that they tried to follow that particular path with a thing that was not appropriate for that path. They believed people who said there is only one way to do this and this is the way. And that's clearly not true. Well, and you were, this was before the podcast, we were talking about how they, um, they started out as more of art scene people and they mm-hmm. kind of slowly morphed into game dev people. And maybe they were just more successful when people thought of their, their stuff as just inaccessible, like art projects rather than, uh, rather than games. I mean, I think they were more successful when the government of Belgium was paying them to make all of the things that they made rather than when they had to actually make things that people would buy in order to are they put from, food on their table. Are they I, from Belgium? He is, he is he from is. Belgium. And yeah. yeah, like all of their projects prior to this were funded by the Belgian government. As, I had no like, idea. Art That's grants. amazing. And that funding dried up. And so they were like, well, we want to keep doing what we're doing. Let's try to figure out how to make some money doing it. And you know, it's, I think they just can't like, I don't know. Yeah. They sold half again, as many copies as had sold before in the day that all of those rants were published. So 6,000, that's something. Yeah. They went from 4,000 to 6,000. The thing that made me the saddest in all of that was David Pittman posting that, well, they sold four times as many copies as neon struct and Oof. that sucks. Except that he was like, also I'm fine. Right, because it was because he made he just, made enough money. I mean, <clears throat> he had enough money going in. Right, I feel like he's a guy that saved some money from his previous career in like an employable position at a AAA studio that mm-hmm. knows how to make things that people will buy. El got lucky with Eldritch. I mean, yeah. Eldritch was a good game, but he also got lucky. You know, yeah. And uh, then and then Neon Struct came out, and I bought it because I will buy whatever that guy makes because like. I didn't like Neon Struct, and I knew I wasn't going to like Neon Struct, but I want that guy to continue to make games because I think eventually he will make a game that I like. Dan Cook wrote a post. I mean, this is kind of almost all the only post he ever writes about um, how to make games sustainably, uh, about how much money you need to make with your one success to fund all the failures. And I thought that was, like, it really put into perspective, like, the idea that we made our money back on this game or we made two times our money back on this game, uh, it, it, that, that kind of amount of return is, is, is really a joke in terms of how much you need. Right, because that, if that only happens one out of every ten times, you get to make exactly no games before right. you're broke. Right, and I was thinking about um, The Witness. Mm-hmm. And I think Jonathan Blow is the only <clears throat> indie millionaire that actually went back and put all of 
the money they made into the next, next game. Budget. And I'm guessing it's going to be a disaster financially. You think? I think so. Well, I mean, he's not going to make the millions back probably, but he will, he'll make some money off of yeah, it. Yeah, he might actually, okay, he might make enough money <clears throat> to live on for a bit. Yeah. yeah. And make I, it also, another small I also thing. wonder if when, when he says that all the braid money is gone, did he mean all of the braid money that was earmarked for making games or like, I'm sure he's still living it becomes fine. A, yeah. Like when, when you have a successful thing, I mean, I can say from experience when you have a successful thing that like suddenly is like, all right, well, this is my life now. Like, Money is different. And to say that you spent all of something doesn't necessarily mean, oh, well, now I'm just at zero because you're not. Right? Like, because, like, I feel like that I feel like they, probably they would got, be a lot more panicked about getting the game out if they were totally yeah. out of money. Like, yeah. I feel like he has well, they, they have plenty indie fund of money. I, now. I feel like Jonathan Blow probably has plenty of savings. Wait, so that's Indie like Fund that. is backing Witness? Uh, partially, yes. Really? Yeah. That seems, that seems weird that. They would back a game that somebody who's on the board of Indie Fund. Maybe that's how they got the money. I mean, it uh, is not. It like, it's a private thing. So I mean, conflict <clears throat> of interest is how everything works in the private sector, yeah. right? Yeah. Like, yeah. So, I don't think that I don't think that Jonathan Blow has to stop. Like Jonathan Blow doesn't have to go work at EA if the witness fails. Is what I'm saying, right? It's not. I don't imagine that that guy is actually like risking his career on this. It sucks though because like that game is just never coming out because he doesn't have any pressure, right? There's no like point at which it has to come out and start selling or he has to get another job. Well, he's he's going to run out of the indie fund money and that point like would have to get another loan. Like the reason he got that money was that Braid stopped selling enough to fund the development. All right. Um, so I want to give an example that I was thinking about. So when I, um, when I did my Kickstarter, I, in week three, I released a game called Kickstarter simulator, uh, to promote it. And I sent out, I guess it was a press release to a bunch of people. I probably would have done better if it was actually a press release, but it was just like, Hey, here's this thing I made. Um, and, Everybody who wrote about it had, like, a screenshot, their own, like, bespoke screenshot at the top of the article. And I realized, like, I bet three times as many people would have posted articles if I had given them a screenshot to use. Oh, interesting. Yeah. And that's, like, the sort of thing that <clears throat> I think of when I think with. of, like, marketing best practices. Yeah. Just make it as make it as effortless as possible to write about your game. Yeah. I mean, I think the thing that, the thing that I am struggling with in trying to get press to pay attention to our old thing is there are articles that you could write about Kingdom of Loathing that are as interesting as most of the articles that get posted to your polygons or your Kotakus. It's just that I would have to write the article and then send it to them. Is that how it works? I think so. And or at least write enough of it that it was like, okay, I can see the human interest angle yep. and this is the structure of the thing. And yep. I don't want to do that because it feels like cheating yep. and that's lame, but it, like... But that is, if that's how it works... Also then... press, I don't know that press, like Sunset got quite a bit of press. And... I, I didn't see any of it. Yeah. Really? I saw, I saw a fair bit. Okay. At least in, I mean, I found out about it. And I knew who had made it, and I bought it anyway because of what I had read. 
about it. Like, you know what? When I say I didn't see any of it, I mean I didn't see anybody tweeting about it. Interesting. Like, when I think of like my bar for like recent bar for no press, I'm thinking of Snakebird, which like Tyler Glale was complaining like got zero articles on Polygon. Right. Um, and I saw, I've seen a whole bunch of people talking about it on Twitter. So, and I haven't seen anybody talking about Sunset. It might just be that it was a diff- completely different market. Do you know if it's Do you know if Snakebird is selling? I don't. I can't imagine it's doing super well. But it looks like it's a low-budget game, so it might not have to do very well. To- it was a side project while they work on their main game. Who Who is they? I wish I could remember. This was This was basically... It's a company that's like two artists and a programmer, and this is the two artists that made the game, basically. Oh, so it took them like a year to make because they had to learn Unity. That's adorable. Yeah. Um, so like, I, like Snakebird. Yeah. <laughs> I still have not been able to beat the challenge levels. They're so fucking hard. <clears throat> Sunset also wasn't very good, you know? I, I mean, that's the thing. I think that's the, the issue that everyone is beating around right like that i mean honestly that that's kind of the easy response to any complaints that the pr tricks didn't work that you need to make a good game too yeah i think gone home was good gone home was short enough it didn't get boring there was never a point where you got confused and it was novel the vo was good yeah yeah like and sunset aspired to that but just did a bad job at all of those things and like i had to kind of struggle to find things that i liked and finishing it felt like a chore like i finished it so that i could talk about it on the podcast but like you know they talked about we gave it a traditional three-act structure and i'm like wow because <laughs> like i'm not sure that you could pick out the that three I, acts that i perceived that i mean i'm like the world's worst story consumer but still, like, yeah, I don't know. The, you know, it sucks. I want to live in a world where people can make art and not starve. But the thing is, I do live in a world where people can make art and not starve. And it's pretty great. Like, I, like... That, that's not the same thing as wanting to live in a world where everyone gets their dream job. And that's easy for me to say because I got my dream job. But, like, you do have to exist in a market if you're going to do a thing for a living, you know? Well, not, you could live in a communist country. That's true. Like you Belgium. Could get, avoid until just get, recently, yeah, apparently. You could just get Red Belgium to pay. Red Belgium. <laughs> <laughs> he was my favorite 40s clown. <laughs> I mean, Fez was mostly funded by the Canadian government, yeah, right? Yeah. Apparently, that I mean, that's part of the reason that um, Canada has a, such a big indie scene. It's because they funded Fez. Because they fund game projects. I think, if I remember right, they they also fund a lot of Ubi- Ubisoft stuff. Oh wow! Like. I don't remember the exact numbers, but I, it, it's something like they pay a third of everybody's salary. Huh. Like, in, to subsidize local industry, basically. Yeah, but then they have to pay it all back in taxes to sustain I mean, that crap. Yeah, I guess so. The I, one, mean, I was in Arizona recently, and the woman at the grocery store was complaining that um, they were starting to charge people to park at the Salt River 
when uh, people would go uh, ride inner tubes down the Salt River, which is a popular summer pastime. And uh, she's like, I can't believe they're charging for it. I'm like, well, they got to make money somehow. Like, it's either that or they, you know, are just going to take it out of your tax money and charge you more taxes. She was like, here's what I suggest. No taxes. Also, everything is free. Like, (laughs) all right, well, you know, you got my vote. Like, it's, uh, she was so confident that that plan was going to work. We'll just do away with money entirely. Yeah. Barter system. Yeah, like a Star Trek The Next Generation. You gotta guess what you, the person who owns the parking lot wants from you. You want a parking you spot, bring you it to the get it out of the replicator. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a better joke than mine. That's good. <laughs> no, the bartering is good too, I'd say. It's oh, like, thank, I just, you, thank you. It was There's... a louder joke than yours. <laughs> like, maybe more assertive, but you guys want to do some listeners' mails? Let's yes. do it. Adude writes, Hi, how do you keep up to date with new game releases and developments in the gaming community? Any site recommendations? How about mobile games in particular? Uh, I like Touch Arcade, although they're recently like, hey, we're fucked. Yeah. What What is the story there? Are they just out of money or something? Yeah, they just weren't getting enough ad money <laughs> from uh, games. Like, iOS games have now just... The iOS market is so fucked, I think, that like it's... like. People writing about it are also fucked by... Yeah, like, they're not... No one No one is advertising games anymore because it just doesn't work. Like, the space is so crowded that nothing is selling except, like, shovelware SEO crap. Huh. Like, you... Sir, we're Spoiler alert. Uh, next, uh, next week's assignment is an iOS game that you were getting really angry at yep. how hard it was to search for in iTunes mm, yep, yeah. today. There were a number of things in the search results listed above this thing, which did not have the words of the title in their title. The, the words of my search in the title. I searched for the exact title of an app, and it was like 12th on the list after a bunch of stuff that did not have... Like Strawberry Shortcake Berry... Best buddy, Berry Friends. Best Berry Friends, was, yeah. was not... None of those words are in the title of the thing that I was searching for and a strawberry shortcake game on iOS seems like it misses the fundamental point of what strawberry shortcake is about, which is smelling good. Oh, I thought about <laughs> oh. <clears throat> being, being a young girl. Like that was the gimmick. But the thing about those toys was that they smelled good. They weren't articulated. They were just little figurines that smelled good. That was that's it. That's what Strawberry Shortcake I mean, is. They, they've been trying to expand that brand into non-toy stuff for like they had a TV show. Hmm. They the, 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 the TV show also pie, smelled pretty good. With the Purple <laughs> Pie Man, they sort of invented Waluigi. <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> oh man, I smell a lawsuit. Is what I smell. <laughs> Green Jean says. Jim really freaked me out when he said he watched that thing you do. I just watched it randomly a couple weeks ago after not seeing it for 15 plus years. Were you guys watching it through my window? Creepy. Anyways, <laughs> great shows, guys. Yeah. Have you ever watched TV through somebody's window? It's it's kind of illegal. Uh, annoying. Never like, for more than like half an hour. <laughs> <laughs> I just mostly like to watch people watching TV. Like, I don't really care what they're... What they're watching? Watching, yeah. I just, oh, uh... <clears throat> I don't like not being able to hear the TV. Once I saw somebody through a window playing Mario 64, and they did the thing where they, you run up to the the Bowser portrait in the hallway before the first boss, 
when the trap door opens, but you can jump before the trap door opens and then land when it closes again. And you keep doing that and you have a, you're just <laughs> jumping over the open trap. Anyway, that was, so that you was just amusing. jerked off to that. Yeah. <laughs> it was kind of a jerk off motion already. So it was very, uh, okay. Easy to, so easy you felt transition. Like you, you felt like you were in it together. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's oh. the whole point of this, right? I mean, it's like some actual human contact, right? right. You can just like watch a video of a camera set up outside somebody's window, but that's not the same. No, no. Paul writes, Hi guys, on Shenmue's budget, came out before Deus Ex, Hitman, two years before GTA 3, yet has far more fidelity, came from an era where every game was almost totally bespoke, was in development for a decade. Shenmue 3 can be much cheaper. But I think the point is that it's not going to be much cheaper. The Kickstarter is for a tiny fraction of the actual budget of the game, and that's the problem. Yeah. Oh, I do. I can imagine Shenmue th- three being only twenty million. But I'm saying you could make Shenmue three for two million dollars. They're just not going to. Yeah. Well, and we know they're not going to. Yeah. They've established that. But like Joe Kickstarter backer doesn't know that, yeah. and that's what's fucking weird. Like, I, it seems it seems strange to me that as much as people are like. When we did when we did our Kickstarter, people were really irritated by us not sending out a lot of updates, which we didn't do because we didn't really have anything to say. Well, you know? we also <laughs> didn't do it because we were we got annoyed by other projects that that sent us too many sent, updates. Yeah, but like for both that to be true and that no one even reads the actual description of the Kickstarter before backing it seems weird to me. I think people just take the updates as proof. Okay, thank God someone's still working on this. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it makes sense. I take them as just a thing that I need to set up a fucking filter for and just ignore all of them. But like every once in a while, I want to read one of the, I would say 15 Kickstarter update emails per day that I get at this point. You back a lot of Kickstarters. I do, but not, you know, yeah, that's fine. (laughs) (laughs) I I think of it as like paying taxes. Okay. You know? But I want, I, you know, I want that mode where it's like, just send me a, a single fucking email when the thing is done. That's all I want. And that is the mode that I would throw every Kickstarter into. Stuff backs that shipped years ago. Speaking of getting weird shit in the mail. Oh, right. Kickstarter for me is very much a like buying myself presents at random intervals. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Uh, which is awesome. I suspect that this might have come from a video games hot dog listener makes me a little nervous that I think it might have come from a video games hot dog listener that knows my address. Uh, <laughs> but I received a, I received a gift today, uh, a, a, an NES cartridge of the video game Yo Noid, the, oh. adverti- the advert game for Domino's Pizza from wow. uh, probably like 1990. Too bad we picked an assignment for next week already. Well, I don't have an NES here. Right. It's it's you can stare at the cartridge while playing the emulator. Play though. the ROM. Yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah, I did. I did that with Werewolf: The Last Warrior. Uh-huh. <laughs> I found a copy of it and bought it because I felt guilty. About the ROM. No, Yo Noid is definitely going in the in the Zapcon NES lounge next year. Thanks, whoever, whoever, uh, whatever creepy listener happens to, <laughs> I was able to hire a private detective probably to track you down. I mean, it might like I didn't. I couldn't read the name on the return address because it had been like rubbed off in transit or with acid. <laughs> that's what they want you to think. Yeah, that's uh, yeah. 
Uh, I forget what name I used, writes, Hey, it's the Honey Pop guy again. For a better grasp on dating sims, try Kau- Katawa Shoujo. It's free and the sex scenes can be turned off, which I recommend doing because they're weird. It's much more story-oriented story oriented with actual flags. Uh, like your fucking flags instead of women. <laughs> oh, yeah, like how to a boyfriend. I'm going to jack off on that eagle from the Mexico flag. <laughs> That's the... Yeah, no wonder uh, that. Called dibs on the California bear. Yeah, that is weird. <laughs> no wonder you want to turn those off. <laughs> I don't know that I actually want to play a dating sim. I, I got some recommendations about the Japanese serial monogamy sims. And I also don't think I really want. <laughs> um, Juicy says, hey, guys, about companion apps, the racing simulator Assetto Corsa shows telemetry, times, tires, temperature, and so on, on your eye thing. It's great, and I think it should be a thing for all games. Keep it up. Love your show. Uh, Benji says, I have an inside joke with my brother where in any game where there are jumping fireballs coming out of lava, we have to shout Podoboo in honor of the Mario enemy. In short, yes, there are people who know the name of that enemy. Uh, have you guys been playing any video games that have Podoboos in them? I have. Really? I, I've been playing NES Remix. Oh. Is that on the Wii? I've been playing it on the 3DS. Uh Oh. Um, I did not know that it existed on the 3DS. On the, the 3DS, there it's sort of a best of the two uh, Wii U games. Uh, it has only the good games from those two games and doesn't have like Ice Climber or Golf or Wario's Woods. Hey, Golf was good. Golf was Golf was a good game, but the um, the mini games they asked you to do like were very painfully specific. Like you had to just yeah beat this beat this hole on the first try in, in a certain number of strokes. And it was just like, I don't feel like learning to play this game well enough to do that. Um, did you not, did you not play much NES golf as a kid? I wonder if that's what it was. Like, I played a shitload of NES golf as a kid. Like, I wonder if you would just blaze right through that on the Wii U NES remix. I've always kind of had a weird soft spot for golf video games. No, sure, I know sure. Kevin is shaking his head because Kevin, Kevin has a lot of baggage I do. Associated with golf. <clears throat> so. I, was, I was a caddy from a young age. Oh. So this isn't a good fantasy for you. No. <laughs> what? Kevin won't even play mini golf with me. That's not entirely true. Oh, okay. <clears throat> well, because I don't invite him. That, that, that's more <laughs> Because you insist that he be your caddy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. What do, you, what do you think I should use here? A putter. <laughs> <laughs> And you make Fuck. him real, you make him get down on your on his knees like like dwarf because it's mini golf. <laughs> I thought you were gonna say to be the T. Just, just hit it off my hands. Yeah, you no, know, you have to lay on your back and put the ball in your on your lips to <laughs> swing up that. Yeah, uh, no, well, I can see why you don't like it. Yeah, I'm, I'm really sorry. Like that in in hearing it described out loud, <laughs> this is not seeming like a super healthy friendship that we've got. So NES Remix is a game where they took a bunch of, Mar- of NES ROMs, including a bunch of Mario games, which is including Potobos, which is why I brought it up, um, and give you a bunch of challenge, a series of challenges uh, where they have a save state in the ROM. They just load the state up, so it starts in the middle of the game, uh, and they say, okay, now you need to kill 10 enemies with invincibility in Mario or what have you. Like, it's a bunch of stuff like that. Huh. Um, 
And it's it's kind of kind of like taking the WarioWare concept and and applying it to old video games. That sounds like it's sort ben, of like Bennett Foddy's project. Yeah, Bennett. Have you heard about Bennett Foddy's thing? I don't think I have. He's working on a thing that's basically I don't and I don't know. He was working on it last a year, year ago. Yeah, uh, th- that I that I knew of. It's basically a two-player game where he's got a bunch of just memory captures of various emulators of games of two-player games in particularly dramatic points wow in the gameplay and it's just a series of you playing out like just the best part of like an entire game of nes blades of steel followed by like just when the two fighters are down to the last sliver of health in street fighter 2 arcade that's great huh. yeah, yeah i mean it's a thing yeah. you'd never be able to sell that is ver- well but it, like it's definitely like and, a festival game kind yeah, of no that's great and that's thing. that's exactly think, what it is and i think he's doing it i think he was doing it as an arcade cabinet right um, that's a really cool project. Yeah. Well, yeah, that, that's one of the reasons NES Remix is so cool is that it is that. It's like a cool idea. Um, I mean, there were sections of WarioWare games that were like that, and those were always the most interesting to me because sure. it was like, oh, here's just like, you're on this one Zelda screen, like kill all the Octoroks. Right, yeah. Yeah, things like that. And then there's also um, remixed versions of the game where they modify the game in some way, and like they almost never actually like do a ROM hack. It's almost always like, well, they put Link in, uh, they put Link in Donkey Kong, but that actually just means they changed the sprites out and they disabled the jump button because Link can't jump. And then there's like, oh, this is a Mario level that's icy, but that just means they changed the art to be blue and, uh, you can't let go of the run button. So you're, it's like you're sliding, things like that. And I, I do wish they had put a little bit more effort into making that stuff. Like if you look at, um, Leon Arnott's project of Mario ROM hacks, you'll see much more interesting stuff. Uh, in along those lines, I'm excited that NES remix now exists without, a, without having to a buy a Wii greatest U, hits yeah. version on a platform that I own. Yeah. Like I yeah. feel like I'm going to go home and buy that. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it's a lot of fun. Um, <clears throat> there, it comes with a, uh, if you get every star, you can get uh, you can unlock the Famicom Remix mode, which is the same games but the Japanese versions, which I've been playing. But it's just like it's so similar. Like there's so, there some of the text is is in Japanese, but a lot of it's still in English. Huh. And there really aren't very many differences. Like the only actual difference I've found so far is that um, instead of picking up the trophy early on in Adventure in in Zelda Two. By walking into it, you pick it up by stabbing it with a sword, which is a pickup interface in that game. Okay. Did you have to do it that way? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, in the Zelda in the Zelda Two version, that's the only like the other rest is just like oh the title screen's in Japanese. Did you uh, did you pick up Nico Atsune after? Uh, I did. I haven't got a chance to really get into it though. I've uh, been. I mean, I just put it on my home screen and. Every time it occurs to me to move it into a folder so that I don't ever play it again, uh, I just <laughs> open it instead and see if any new cool cats have shown up. Uh-huh. Yeah. Like, it's weirdly compelling. Yep. Like, even now that I just kind of understand it, and it's no longer like the weird, like, t- translation puzzle minigame, now it's like, oh, cats are cute. I could look at a cat every once in a while. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know, yeah, that, so- that sounds worth checking out. I haven't gotten any more rare cats since uh, <laughs> Slugger the baseball cat. Oh, 
Uh, it's Slugger makes up for it, though. Uh, I've been playing... Um, he comes back every once in a while and brings me more fish. Yeah, I can look there at you the go. logs and, and, and I say, oh, Slugger was here. Does he hit them with here. the baseball bat? Uh, also, uh, one that I apparently named Beach, B-E-E-C-H. Huh. That seems like a bad name for a cat. It's not the sort of thing you would name a cat. No. You personally, I mean. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I've been playing uh, Wonder Boy 3. Um, yeah, that was recommended by some listeners when we said we were going to play Sega Master System, yeah, Master System so games. Yeah, I, so I was playing, uh, I was at the Maid for co-working. Tuesday co-working at the Maid, you show up if you live in the Bay Area, god damn it, we need more people. Um, <laughs> uh, and uh, James Hoffman was there, he was like, what is this? I was playing East Vanished Omens or whatever it's called, um, and he didn't recognize it. Which I was like, okay, that's a bad sign. He's played a bunch of really, like, <laughs> he's played all the good retro games. <clears throat> yeah. Um, and he said, oh, oh, you should really play Wonder Boy 3 if you're going to play a Master System game. And then I remember that was what WVO Quine recommended when he was saying um, that we should check out some Master System games. And I was like, man, well, okay, I think we fucked this up, guys. Yeah, I think we might have. <laughs> um <clears throat> I, so I, I was like, all right, I'll, I'll blow it up Wonder Boy 3 so I can just, like, see what's up. And it's it's a lot like uh, a Zelda 2 if instead of the overworld map, there was just a bunch of really, like, tightly linked side-on sections. Like it linked. Linked. Um, it starts with this uh, in Meteor Res, like, section that it's apparently from the previous, like, the ending of the previous game. Where you start out with a super overpowered dragon, like that can no, you you don't you turn into a dragon. Sorry, I'm fucking this up. Um, uh, and you you beat the boss of the previous game, and then you get cursed. You turned into a dragon, and then you're running around the world as a dragon. That is like a curse. Yeah, no, it's 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 <laughs> the worst thing. You you breathe fire, and you're running around. You get to fly, and like the shopkeeper says, "Shopping, please." And <laughs> Is because that, you're is a just dragon? What he says to dragons? Yeah, that's... <laughs> I don't know. The shopkeeper's a pig, so maybe it's not that weird. <laughs> Shopping, maybe. please, not eating me. <laughs> right. Maybe it's not that weird that you're a dragon. Maybe everybody in that world is an animal. But I, I didn't play it enough to really tell whether it was good, but... Um, but it's uh, probably better than East. Mm-hmm. So it would be sorry, WVO Quine. I uh, difficult for that not to be the case. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get to that. We'll get to that. We'll get to that. I uh, I played a bunch of Hearthstone. Hearthstone has introduced this weird thing called Tavern Brawl, which uh, isn't that just kind of the mode you wanted, more or less? Well, sometimes <clears throat> uh, it's it seems to be like every Wednesday at like noon they start like a four or five day thing where there's just, and I wonder if this is just, oh, we're noticing that fewer people are playing this game on Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. So let's do this thing where there's this weird mode with some rewards in it. The first week that they did it, the rule set was you just start a brawl and one of you is this one boss deck with all these crazy cards that aren't real. And the other of you is the other one. And they're just like these super overpowered characters. And you're just like playing as two bosses from one of the adventure pack things against each other. Um, That's neat. And every week, like if you, you win one round in here and you just get a free pack of cards Uh, this week, it is 
you're playing and you're playing and like some monkey is watching you play. So every time one of your minions dies, he gives you a banana, which is just you get a card that is like a buff, like a cheap buff card or like a like a spell. There's a there's a weird like deviate banana, which swaps the minions attack and health. There's a giant banana, which gives a minion plus two plus two. There's a regular banana, which gives him plus one plus one. And it's just like sort of encourages you to you 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 get an interface to make a deck just for this. It doesn't like take up one of your regular deck slots, which is really nice. Uh, and you're just, you, you know, you, you're encouraged to play a deck where you lose a lot of minions hmm. and maybe don't kill a lot of your opponent's minions. I don't know. It's It seems like just this interesting way of like kind of spicing up what's going on in Hearthstone and like there's a new one every week and I could imagine it being like pretty easy to come up with that rule set every week. There's bespoke monkey art. Yeah, there's a bunch of bananas. Interesting. But I'm guessing they have a lot of art laying around <laughs> at Blizzard. They've been paying a lot of dudes to do a lot of stuff for a really long time. I mean, Hearthstone has definitely done well enough that they could get some new art. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's so good. It's It makes me so happy that that is successful. Because, like... I feel like Eric Dodds was responsible for so much of what you and I, Kevin, found really charming about World of Warcraft yep. early on. And it just, like, it means so much to me that the world is rewarding that guy's style of design where it's just, like, this should just be cool. You know, like, these things should be cool and fun. And, I, man, like, I just, I feel better about the world because Hearthstone is successful. That's how, that's how important that is to me. <laughs> I don't know, man. It's so good. Give them all your money. Every day. Huh. You all right, I have that? a new corporate strategy. Uh, we're spending all of Asymmetric's disposable income on Hearthstone cards for me. Okay. Really caps out. Like, eventually you have enough Hearthstone cards. How Can much do you, you, how much do you, you ever run out of? buying opportunities can you buy all the cards you could end up with all the cards yeah i imagine but they'll let you keep buying packs yeah because you can keep disenchanting them to make new cards that you don't oh wait you have them all yeah, yeah. No. now they're starting to sell uh <clears throat> cosmetic stuff for like 10 bucks you can replace the your hero with a different hero and get different voice emotes and stuff and the opponent hears those and sees i them? think so Otherwise, it wouldn't be... Right. Yeah, it wouldn't be cool. If only you heard... The, this was the problem with, like, Doom mo graphical mods that, like, change all the... It, it changed the, all, all the uh, player sprites to Beavis and Butthead. Like, I'm playing Deathmatch with Beavis and Butthead, except, like, only you see that. Yeah. Uh, everybody else just sees the regular Space Marine. Pretty similar, though. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. I mean, it, with the helmet enough. on. Yeah. I've also been playing a bunch more uh, You Must Build a Boat. Um, mm -hmm. I think I'm almost, I've almost beaten it. My boat is almost all the way built. You've almost gotten to the New Game Plus. Oh, fuck. Oh, yeah. I, I, so I think I did finish that game, like, a couple of weeks ago, but the ending cutscene would freeze. Oh, right. Is that a... <clears throat> is that a known boat bug? Yeah, I don't know. You don't think that's just how... Like, maybe is? that's how it ends. If, that, if so, like, all right, I'll live with that. Yeah. Uh, it's like one of those weird things like Arkham Asylum. <laughs> right. <laughs> Except you actually do go crazy and the game ends. Mm. Oh, right. You are in a straight jacket. Yeah. Is that why? 
That makes sense. That's that's all right. Well, yeah, that that's a good story. Kevin, have you played any video games? I've played a lot of Chess Master Four Thousand. Watch Dogs. Watch Dogs. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I I think I have. I think I have gotten through almost all of the sort of optional content that you can get through before really diving into the story missions. Hmm. I've got a couple more like uh fixer contracts to do which is basically just like driving a car around but kevin i hardly know her yeah have you done any of the pvp and also i'm not a lawyer i have not unlocked uh any pvp stuff yet i i i, I kind of just wanted to do all of the single player content first and then decide how much online stuff i wanted to get involved it is weird to me that you have committed to 100 percenting this game that is not very good i I don't know that i've committed to it i just i liked doing all the mini games Hmm. and you're enjoying it i mean you're yeah it's the hacking game you wanted it isn't the hacking game that i wanted but i mean but it's the hacking game you deserve it is the hacking game (laughs) i deserve i uh, i mean you know the hacking game i wanted did not have chess puzzles in it okay (laughs) sure sure. it's better so it's like yeah it's not like you, you don't want you don't want what you say you want. You want what you, what you really want, and they know. Yeah, you know. Who made that just game? like the is iOS app store that... knows, you actually want a strawberry shortcake game. Like, yeah, so that, right. if the search is if the search is just personalized and that's just what they know that I want, I'm like, ah, just fine. play the fucking strawberry shortcake game. <laughs> just, just I should just dive in. You might learn something. Oh, God, yeah. the, about yourself. The, one of the other ones that was ahead uh, ahead of the, the the thing I searched for. Was uh, fuck. I mean, the the phrasing of this was very important. It was like Flinkle story. Oh yeah, that was like flinchy. <laughs> are you gonna Are you gonna look it up? No, James uh, well, Franco. Yeah, I'm gonna look it up on my lint because I left my phone in the other room. Uh, I can I, I can look it up. Do you All have right, it it's a race? I'm pulling my phone out too. Well, you're not gonna be able to search the iOS app store on your garbage. No, Android. no, no. He's I can look at the, the Slack, Slack history. Yeah, I have oh. Slack. Oh, Flinky Mouse and her new home. Capital L I T E. Simple story for children with learning to read. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, it, it, it is notable to me that the words of the search were in that title. Sure. So so that at least I understand how it came up, but they were not contiguous. And I don't understand how that could possibly be higher in any sort of algorithm than the actual just exact match for which I searched. I got that, but it was after her story, which is what I was searching for. And the second one was like a cutie baker and yeah, the story the of one. her diner catastrophe. See, and that one, her story was at least contiguous in the title, so that like I, I could at least understand. Right. But with children learning with children to read or with learning children to read children with learning yeah children with learning to read kevin is our children learning uh and then i yeah i finished all the snake bird puzzles that were not the challenge puzzles they're they're pretty good i feel like you wasted that assignment it could have been an assignment you guys wouldn't have liked it so i don't wait it was oh probably, i, I saved bought it you. I, I bought it it's the only game i have on this new macintosh laptop oh yeah well, and hearthstone so i'm gonna play hearthstone <laughs> yeah I, I think you're i think you will you'll spend like 20 minutes on it and be like uh these, fuck these these are too hard and stop hey speaking of uh speaking of indies trying to make a living do you have any sense of how well a good snowman is hard to build sold like I don't it was pretty bad though right 
I don't know that it was super successful, but I, I have no idea what the numbers are. Mm. Alan might put out some kind of sort of recap at some point. Like a I post-mortem. Which would, be, which would be, I think, really interesting to see. After he starves to death from not making enough money in indie games. I mean... We could also, he's also got a, just ask him. He's got a Patreon, yeah. He's got... I support he gets some income. Did you support his Patreon? I believe I did. Okay. Although maybe not. I don't remember getting emails from him. Yeah, you get one about once a month. If you hmm. But maybe it just goes into that folder that is the black hole of all your crowdfunding. I had this idea that I was going to... Because it's been a long time since I've done a pass-through all of the like recurring payment stuff that happens in my life and mm-hmm. evaluated which ones I could do away with. And I had this idea that what I should do is... Like, do that with your friends? No, is <laughs> to try to find things that I can eliminate that I'm paying for on a monthly basis and then just funnel half of that into various Patreons oh. that I like so that both I have more money and the world has more art. Okay. I don't know that it actually makes it so the world has more art. I don't know if my dollar a month that I'm giving to the like guy who writes the digital antiquarian is helping <laughs> make it so the world has more art. It's got a dollar so more art per month. Art. It's like journalism, but no, it's like research. It's not even really journalism. It's like <sighs> Patreon is good. Patreon is the way forward, sort of. It's just weird, like, looking at all of the stuff that I am interested in on Patreon and how that's just like, ah, this is still just not a job. But it, it all it has to do is supplement uh, an otherwise modest, like a part-time job, and then suddenly they have enough time to, to yeah, make that. Yeah, no, that's true. Yeah. If their part-time job was just getting, like, 35 grand a year from the government. Sure. That'd be pretty sweet, I think. Does the National Endowment for the Arts give out enough money for people to do interesting things? Maybe like a handful of people can live on that. I don't I don't have a sense of who they fund at this point. The arts. The arts. I don't know. Like, what is their budget, even? I wonder. Allowed. I'm trying to make a joke, and I can't think of anybody named Art. <laughs> there's arts, nobody there's named Art. National Art Spie- That's why they don't give out the money there's anymore. Art Spiegelman. <laughs> The inventor of uh, the comic Mice. mouse and Garbage Pail Kids. Okay, yeah. What? <laughs> really? Yeah, yes. Oh. Art Spiegelman invented Garbage Pail Kids. Yeah. Would you say that he is well endowed? <laughs> I don't I don't know, Kevin. I... <laughs> like on a national scale. <laughs> <laughs> like the Washington Monument? Right. <laughs> hey, that is quite a national endowment. <laughs> oh, man. You guys remember when I had that totally novel idea to take a photo where I'm pretending that the Washington Monument is my dick? Yep. I do remember that. It's, it's pretty good. It's tricky to pull off. Mm-hmm. It's really big. <laughs> Riff, have you played any uh, video games? Yeah, I played um, I played some of TIS 100. Yeah? Did, uh, Riff, with- did, you, did you finally get past that part in La Milana where a game ended? <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I... <laughs> I, after I after I finished playing La Mulana, I watch I started watching somebody else's uh, uh, playthrough of it, uh, their uh, let's play of it, and I've just recently finished watching that, and now I I want to play La Mulana again, <laughs> so <laughs> I may be huh. turning right back around. Actually, I think I'm going to research some speed runs and see what the see what the typical speed run route through the game is. And and see see how fast I can complete it. 
But uh, nice. haven't gotten to that yet. I, I did, uh, like I said, though, I played some TIS 100, which is pretty interesting. Did it come out for Mac or did you yes, just it boot did. into Windows? It is oh, out wow. on Mac okay. and uh, nice. Linux. Um, Does it use the old Mac font instead of the old IBM no, PC it, font? No, it, it uses the same the same type artwork as the as the PC version. Oh, so it's not really using the BIOS. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, it's pretty cool. I mean, to compare it with like SpaceCam, it's simpler in a lot of ways, but also more complicated in a lot of ways. Um, I the only way I could think of to compare them was. Imagine if Space Cam only had one kind of atom, but you had 12 arms to manipulate it with, and each arm could only move around within its own little twelfth of the screen. Huh. You've got, like, these 12 memory registers that have a very limited amount of space for you to write code into, and basically they pass numbers back and forth between them, attempting to... Your, your task in each puzzle is to grab some numbers from, like, these inboxes and manipulate them in different ways and then pass the results to a certain outbox or series of outboxes according to certain rules. And they get complicated really fast. And this is basically like programming the cell processor. Yeah, I, I expect so, yeah. And they, they do some neat things with the story because, um, like, I think we mentioned before the the manual that it gives you to print out has a bunch of little notes and highlighter marks from your your deceased uncle that you've inherited this mysterious computer from. Nice. And, and it also makes reference to, like, like, uh, there's a page that's blank except for reference to, like, a certain control code that does not exist in this version of the software. Do not... It ask us for more information about this and your uncle has put a little question mark next to that (laughs) and in the first puzzle one of the memory registers is blocked because your uncle has used it to write some notes to himself about this computer in it so you can click that and read what he said but that flavor text acts as a block in the puzzle that you then have to route around because he's used up this memory register in the center of the screen. You haven't figured out how to clear it yet? No, you can't. I If there is a way to clear it, I haven't figured that out. No, I mean, the, like the player character hasn't right. figured it yeah, out. Yeah, the player character hasn't. So yeah, it, it's 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 pretty interesting. It, it got hard on me fast. I don't know if I'm going to get very much farther in it, but I'll keep, I'll keep pushing what, at it a little. That's what she said. Doe. <laughs> um, the other thing of note I did uh, that I played is I got a uh, uh, I got a Google Cardboard because they came out oh, with an did. iOS version of the app so I got that and played around with it a little bit it seems what, like what does the app do? Like the app I, just it, it it's basically like a demo version because it, it gives you like four or five little things you can do there's like a kaleidoscope and there's a uh, a series of three-dimensional rendered like tribal masks that you can you can spin around and look at and there's like a a couple 3d um like 360 degree photographs that you can look around in and stuff is there it's, like a forest scene a, with a mouse uh, i didn't see a mouse but there is a forest scene i must yeah, have missed okay. the mouse um but yeah it, it's like it's like little tech demos 
And you can, if you search, you can also find other apps on the App Store that use that same stereographic 3D so that they're compatible. Um, it's it's interesting technology. It's pretty immersive. I mean, it, it just takes the screen, divides it in two. Yeah, it divides it by two, different. and then puts it right up next to your face with some plastic Lens. lenses. Yeah, and it uses the accelerometer to know yeah, where, so where, where, where you, turn you turn your head. It. Yep. And there's uh the the problem is well, the the problems with the device itself are that it's it's kind of heavy, and so you need to either be holding it up on your face the whole time, and your arms get tired, or you get a head strap, which is itself uncomfortable. And it's got like a certain amount of light leakage in the sides, so I feel like you would either have to play with it in a dark room or put like a black pillowcase over your head or something. Yeah, to- I feel like the cardboard is. This is almost a a useful constraint. It's only really good for experiences that are a few minutes long. Yeah, it, it's it's. You can uh, wear like an executioner's mask and then be playing like a weird, like. You think that you're like chopping logs in a forest. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's just a forest. <laughs> Why are these logs screaming? <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, it's neat as like it's not good in and of itself, but it's good enough to show you how good VR could be. Because right. I, I found I found like a, a roller coaster that's like a roller coaster through a jungle, and you go past some stone ruins and stuff, and it is pretty cool. You can look around separate from how the track is moving, and that's. Uh, I mean, that's the thing that they found. Sort of, is the easiest gateway into VR is like is moving around in a world, but on rails. On rails, yeah. Because the controls <clears throat> are a real problem. the The only one other one I found that you could walk that you could move around in was uh, a a really cheaply rendered. Um, lighthouse and and the grounds immediately around it and you're supposed to look around for easter eggs but the the controls are looking down at your feet for a second starts you moving and you're just constantly moving until you look down on the ground again and then you stop which makes like navigating doorways and stairs and and sharp turns a real pain in the ass is that not how moving works for you guys in the real world? <laughs> you know, just skating around constantly on a layer of buttered ice. That girl was a real buttered ice. <laughs> I liked playing Dungeons and Dragons with her, but she was so unlucky. <laughs> um, yeah, that's that's pretty much all I have to say about it. I didn't get motion sick, but the two factors contributing to that is that I shelled out a few extra dollars to get adjustable lenses in the thing. <laughs> Dramamine. Yeah, dram- <laughs> and and also I'm just I'm not susceptible to motion sickness anyway, so I don't I don't know how how it, how it might affect anyone else. But So you purchased this product. Yes, it is a thing I bought. I can I'll even tell you who I got it from. I, the one I bought is from unofficialcardboard.com and the design is okay. The uh it, like the the de- the device is is designed well. I feel like whoever actually glued this cardboard together did a little bit too much of a rush job. I had to do, I had to do some little fixes of myself on it. You didn't. They don't have you assemble it. Uh, you could probably buy it as a kit. The ones that they were giving away, at, like GDC and stuff, were all just. I think kits. I think Google. The ones that you buy from actual Google are just kits. I see. This is a different outfit. 
I didn't. This is this was the only one I found that had adjustable lenses. Does does unofficial cardboard have other projects that they have made like unofficially, but everything's made out of cardboard? <laughs> <laughs> unofficial Washington Monument. Yeah. They were gonna say unofficial washer dryer. Like it's made of cardboard, works once. Works once, yeah. <laughs> a dryer probably works for a while. <laughs> you can put the washer in put the dryer. The washer in the dryer. <laughs> but if if there are if there are if anyone knows of iOS apps compatible with cardboard that are cool, then you know definitely write us in or write to me at at Rifflesby on Twitter because I'd like to know about that. Um, yeah, that's you know what that's I you know what I'd like got. to know about huh. how the fuck did you pick this assignment? Uh, I had heard about it. Oh, on... this was you. What? Wait, this for... was your fault. The this week's assignment. Yeah, this week's. No. Oh no no. Oh, was, I thought you me meant the Kevin. next assignment. I'm sorry. No. Yeah yeah. We on, so we on. were uh, we were we Ease. were getting dinner. Shattered echo. Yeah. Echo, shattered echo. The dolphin vanished. Echo. Uh, oh, vanished. Memory? So we were talking about we wanted to do a master system assignment. I, I looked at the list a we list like, online of the seven best master system games. Yeah, by wrongest one of them was guy ever. And I was like, oh, I've been <laughs> meaning to play a game in that series. Yeah, and the description looked interesting. I was excited by a game that had uh, real time, not turn based combat. Yeah, but this was some hide lied ass bullshit. Hide lied? Yeah, did yeah, you ever play that too? No. Yeah, it was a terrible NES game. It was a very early sort of RPG that had this same kind of like run into stuff Bump and into a guy combat. To... Yeah, did I? Yeah, I, I, I was I, oh, go on. I do think that that is like an interesting like if you look at something like Dragon Warrior and you try to break down like how could we make this combat be better or faster paced? Like this is actually a valid way to do it. Like, well, if you don't consider like. It's a valid way to simulate button mashing combat in a JRPG, which is what you're doing a lot of the time. Right. It doesn't have to be like that. You do have choices. Yeah, yeah. But, like, if the choices that you want to make are, like, fight, keep fighting or run away, and maybe... Yeah. It, it's, it's a lot... I, I like this a lot. Like, one of my biggest problems with JRPGs is running around the world and just suddenly I'm pulled out of that to go into combat. Mm. Like, it's a real flow breaker. Um... And I think something like this, or also something like what The Legend of Zelda does, uh, a huge advantage of something like this over that is that you can run away from weak enemies or just kill them in one hit and keep yeah. running. Or like you don't have to go through the level transitions. Where you, you bash into the crow that's a million levels lower than you now and it just dies automatically. Okay, yeah, I haven't I haven't played that. That's a, That sounds like an improvement as well. Um and I did kind of get into the combat in terms of like, um, in terms of like, just just pacing my hits just right and staying out of staying out of their range. Hmm. Uh, so I think that stuff is worthwhile, and it explains why like it went on to be a re- relatively successful series because that's a good core, uh, good combat core. But like, and I, I I honestly don't even know this game might actually be good, but it's just so long. Well, that's I, that's what like I played it for like an hour and most of that hour was like grinding. Yeah, like did I did I just totally miss something, or are your only two options at the beginning, either to grind literally hundreds of one and two XP guys to level, 
Or go to another area where everything obliterates you. I mean, the what I did, you can you can get um uh you can buy equipment in the town and you can talk to the seer well, yeah, in, I mean, the, in I got, the southwest corner. I got the seer's short sword and armor. The seer wouldn't talk to me. Yeah, she said until to you, come back until you when got I was equipment. equipped, which I, I already like, had. Yeah. Did, did you like? Did you go into the equipment screen and actually select your sword? Yeah. 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 Still didn't help. Still okay, didn't help. okay. Um, Do you have to have a shield or something? Yeah, I, I talked to her after I had the shield. I forget how I got the shield. I'm, it's like a 700 more Yeah, coins. it would have taken yeah. another half an hour for me to grind enough money off of those. Well, you can XP buy dudes. that necklace and take it to the guy in the bar and you get some, some gold pieces. So the, the running around town, like talking to people, that's that was fine. like, this is fine. Yeah, like, this is yeah. like a thing you would see in like a PC RPG of this yeah. era. Yeah. I, yeah, I, I do bounced think... off the combat so hard. I died. Yeah. I died so many times in a row. I mean, I should have just been using save states probably or something. But yeah, I wasn't. It still sucked. I, I was just like, dying. I refuse to play this yeah. game. Like, I couldn't find anything except the blue guy and the red guy ne- right next to the town. Everything else, starting with the red dogs and everything I found everywhere, killed me if it touched me. One hit. Yeah. What? Like, Jesus, that's super unfriendly. I, I found after I was armed, I could kill things. Like after I was f- like all three items. Oh, what's you have the shield? Maybe the shield is integral to uh, it, 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 surviving. Yeah, probably. Huh. Yeah, it's. Uh, I also noticed I- that it tells you, like, it tells you to go find the thieves, but all the like I saw two different instructions of how to get to where the thieves were, and they were nearly lies that sent you into the mine where you just get <laughs> killed. And all the creature. treasure chests are locked. Yeah, brain creatures and ghosts and and all kinds of bullshit down there. Right, the things that had like ha- like ten times as much health as you. Yeah. The so playing this game, and I brought this up on Twitter. Um, it felt a lot like playing an NES game I didn't particularly like because I was playing it in emulation, and it's just like, yeah, this looks like an old NES game, um, and. That can't possibly have been what it was like back in the day, because owning a master system had all this this cultural baggage attached of like you're you're the underdog and you are like you have attached yourself to this vessel that is doomed to be to always be second place. Your master system is sitting on top of your Betamax player, right? <laughs> and I feel like somehow emulators need to bought a Zune. <laughs> yeah, somehow emulators need to replicate that. In order to deliver on the master system Amazon experience, using your Android phone, <laughs> <laughs> Androids are actually uh, the dominant market player uh, right uh, now. Okay. Uh, okay. It just seems that way because there's so many different kinds of them. Right. <laughs> anyway, go on, make your little joke. <laughs> uh, I already did. Uh, I mean, that's it. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. I- We'll come back to this. Uh, we're going to take a little break from the from the retro free yeah. stuff because there's a thing that we want to play while people are still talking about it, and that thing is her story for yes. various things. Uh, it's on iOS, which is where I got it because uh, we're also be aware that it's two gigabytes yeah. in case that's a like like me who like sort of lives with four gigs of free space on their phone most of the time. That Next week's episode is likely to be like a week late. Maybe we should just not do one. Why? why? Oh, because you won't be able to <laughs> I won't be able to render it. Oh, right. Oh, okay. Because huh. um, we're, we're going on a little bit of a vacation. 
Um, we'll decide whether we're going to do one. This might be a two-week assignment, even though I think it's like a two-hour game. But one one gigabyte per hour. Yeah, one gigabyte an hour. That's all anyone needs. It's a lot of video. So anyway, her story. Mm -hmm. uh, it's like a, yeah, it's a game where you watch videos and yeah. uncover a mystery. Good luck searching Played for a little it. Of it. It's iTunes. really neat. The story gets really interesting really quick too. Unless cool. maybe I just happened to stumble across a really important keyword earlier than I was supposed to. Hmm. But I, I don't think that's the case. Well, good deal. Kevin, if somebody wanted to send us a listener's mail for our segment, which we do every episode, how would they do that? Just go to our website, videogameshotdog.com, and use the form right there, which you can send questions or comments or pictures of your mom. You can't really do that. Sure you can. Make ASCII art of your mom. Yeah. You could. <laughs> okay. I guess you could You could send a link to a Twitter picture of your mom. Yeah. And then they have armies of poor people in, in third world countries making sure your mom's not naked. Did so you say armies of four people? Yeah. That's not a very big army. Well, no. it's four times the size of most armies. You could base 64 encode your mom and paste it into the web form. <laughs> oh, that's true. You could UU encode a picture of your mom's boobs and <laughs> just post it to alt.videogames.hotdog. <laughs> you can also uh, you can also write us on Twitter at VGHotDog or send us an email at VGHotDog at gmail.com. But really, the form on the website is the way to go. It is. Yeah. Guys, I've had a fantastic time recording this episode of Video Games Hot Dog with you, and I hope we do it again real soon. And listeners, I hope you'll join us. And until you do... Keep your shoulder on the bed and keep idolizing the television. Good night. Good night. Have a great week, everybody. That one actually cut kind of deep. Like, I feel like a lot of people keep their shoulders on the bed and idolize the television. This this tagline generator is creating it's some real incisive <laughs> social commentary. Oh, did you, did you make it out of a neural net? I did. I hooked it up to a net. Benning. It, uh, observing the cultural zeitgeist of America. Dick, dice, dine, dins, bins, buns, bunt, butt. Nice. Yeah. It's nice that it's got buns in there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs>